This is The Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 26. Sorry, we're back. All right, welcome. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. What are we up to today, Carl? With the kids getting out of school, our minds, like theirs, are a goopy mix of things. We have dates for the elemental cycle, so there'll be some fireworks for July 4th. Guest writers keep coming to excite us about their clans. Trevor Cuber on Crane, Brandon Zimmer covered ponies, and Melissa Palmer justified, according to Tobin, the scorpion. Also, has anyone else noticed that the Sword and Spirits novella will hit stores May 31? Woohoo! Yeah, baby. <laughs> no, I saw, I, I looked at FFG's website and I saw that. I'm like, hey, because I had put no in a pre order for that. it. Come on. Yep. And I got an email saying your pre order is being ready, ready for ship. And I'm like, what the pre order? Sword and Spirits? What? And Big I one. looked, sure enough. And I looked on all the Reddits and other things. So I was like, oh, no one has picked up on this. See, from the retail end, as well as for the customers, the, the novellas are a weird one. Like, there was a whole bunch of ones for Arkham Horror in a similar vein with bonus cards in them. And they came and they went. And they have been yeah. like the most watched reprints we've ever seen. Everyone going like, are we going to get more of the box? Oh, really? Oh, wow. kind yeah. of going, uh, sure. Um, F- what? Like, <laughs> I, I've been, I, I, I paid a little bit of attention to that. And whenever FFG prints one of those Arkham Horror books, it is oh. out of print almost immediately. Oh, yeah? yeah. yeah. Wow. Done. Wow. Yeah, so, so Everybody <laughs> wants those cards who plays Arkham Horror because yeah. they're, they're nice, they're nice art, alt art, you know, yeah. they're, and, you know, alternate well, cards. And, and, and in, Arkham Horror's, in, Ar- yeah. in Arkham Horror's case, Aren't at least the first novella? Didn't it have a only that card only appeared with that novella? Yeah, it's about it it's very between them. They're previewed cards. So if um, someone was to release a new Scorpion Stronghold, say that's not out for three sets in right. a book, that's the kind of thing that happened in Arkham. Oh wow! So okay. with with no context, which is the problem, because particularly in Arkham, where you need cards to make a particular character work at all, right? You know, but yeah. this weird state where where like a couple of characters came up and were saying, "This person um, will be released in the later set, but we're going to give you a weird new version, weird different version here." Kind of okay. like they're we're doing with out. the Phoenix novella. I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. with the Ofushikai, the the sword. I'm glad the, you the actual that. sword <laughs> of the spirits. Right? Yes, the the actual sword that contains the souls of all the Phoenix previous champions. <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent. Yes, yes. It should be fun. So oh, b- before now, before we get into that, there's a couple of things we need to get over. <laughs> As is, uh, C- Carl and I had this habit on the Tracks and Sector Warcast. We we were, I think, well known for getting a whole lot of things wrong. Um, now, it was over 40 episodes, but we got things wrong. I like to think of it as queuing. One of us would get something wrong, and then the other person would agree with them and continue to get that thing wrong, and then yeah. it would continue around the table for yeah. a while, which is definitely Area, what so we did. So let us issue a few corrections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Area effect gate is the, is the one that was the biggest one. So there's a couple corrections we need to make. In our last episode, so we, we went back and forth and talked about Paris, and talked about the Paris Cote results, and... And all this, this how it was so amazing and how it was like the last one. And what we really meant to say was Warsaw, Poland instead of Paris. So Paris was the last one before Warsaw. So when we were talking about Paris being like Paris, it was we were right really and wrong. more and like Warsaw being like Paris. So And that's largely my bad. Uh, I put it into these guys' brains and... and they, they didn't. I think there's, 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 there's two easy things to blame there. Number one is the, um, let's be blunt here, the standard American thing of Europe's all the same. That's fine. I can understand no, that. No, no, no. I have no ahead. excuse apart from not paying attention. Right. No, my, 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 my excuse is mnemonic. I saw, I, I was thinking Warsaw, Poland, and, you got the P. and Polish, <laughs> and Paris. And so somewhere in my uh, adult brain, 
those two uh, conflated with each other. So <laughs> yeah, my so as usual, apologies for the it's all Tobin's move. fault. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, and oh, then baby. and then uh, lastly, the uh, last episode, we got some feedback from some of our listeners regarding the lore that we discussed. Uh, Calvin Jim on Facebook mentions that the Scorpion, as a clan, were never a part of the original CCG, and I remember that now that he he pinged us on this. Apart from the odd personality like Kachiko, they were given a destroyed stronghold in the first CCG expansion, but were barely a presence during the entire original clan war, which lasted two years. The Scorpion Clan coup was a small three-box expansion post-clan war and gave Scorpion a small boost, but they never had success, like the, as they do in these days. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And I remember Bayushi, someone, uh, Jason Wallace, friend of the show, he had he showed me a Bayushi Shoju card that might have been in this expansion. I don't know where, but it was it was basically a, a skeleton, right? Mm. Um, animated skeleton. <laughs> so the scorpion didn't weren't in the old CCG, and and like I told you guys online, Doug is Doug is working from I'm working from the RPG the, the RPG lore, exactly. right? So yeah. so there's some of that stuff that doesn't exactly translate yeah. to the CCG stuff. Yes, I, and I, then. I, uh, one more thing is David Gordon added that Yogo Junzo, 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 Junzo yeah. opening the first Black Scroll, which was called the Wasting Death, I think, came after the coup because he did so in retaliation for the death of Soju and the destruction of the Scorpion Clan. Which does make sense. Uh, to me. Yeah. So yep. and and, and yep. so thank you, both of you, uh, and keep them coming. If we make mistakes, as I've as I've said from the very beginning, <laughs> I'm it's I'm working from twenty year old information in the back of my brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so See. if I get it wrong, please correct me. Yeah. <laughs> so is, thank you. This is the old forty k problem that they haven't rewritten a whole bunch of stuff for L five R. But as we were doing the Traxxas sector stuff, I'd be going. To my memory of about 15 years back, you know, this was the version yep. I'm familiar with, which I think they rewrote. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, and in 40K, it's a much larger universe than than L5R. A much larger right? and, and less well-detailed, too, would be the problem. Right, yeah, right. I, mean, I don't know if I'd go yeah. that far. There's a lot of detail to the L5R universe. No, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Less, yeah, yeah, yeah. The L5R oh, yeah. is much oh. more detailed. Ah, yeah, sorry. Smaller area. I was much, getting yeah. that backwards. Sorry. No, totally. I mean, the big thing about 40K for so long was things were left mysterious and, you know... and. <laughs> <laughs> Stop clicking the pen. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll, that's staying in. <laughs> you know, yeah, the the 40k universe was purposely much larger and more mysterious and Lovecraftian and all that kind of thing. So, so the gaps were left intentionally. The Dark Ages, all that kind of steel. Whereas L5R has been like you know carefully historically marked down and expounded upon across many, many, many years of writing. So. Yeah, yeah, and and I would agree. I would Dense agree. as all hell. So, so those two corrections. Thank you, gentlemen, for those corrections. Uh, I had multiple people point out the Paris, uh, Warsaw, Poland mistake, and I'm humbled that people feel comfortable enough to say, "Hey, by the way, you screwed up." <laughs> well, as I was saying, the Paris one was Paris Warsaw one was fun, hey, because um, <laughs> right after the episode, we all looked around and went, "We meant Poland, didn't we? Not Paris." Yeah. Like Thirty seconds after the recording stopped, yeah. I swear, I'm like, "Oh, yeah." We spent ages doing that, and I don't like to put that <laughs> stuff in the notes. I don't know why. I, I think. Well, I did the I did the editing a couple of days later, so I think mm-hmm. I forgot by then. <laughs> like, oh no, so. that's the way it goes. It's yeah. Fine. But yeah. anyways, one of the things that I really like FFG doing is having these these stable of guest writers come on 
that's talk cool. about these clans. This is an we it's have seen very cool. we have seen some of this before on and off, but this I think has been the most concerted push they've done in any game. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of people doing a lot of different games recently, but L5R has definitely been at the front of. Wow, got the, it looks like we're going to have seven different writers for seven different clans. Well, exactly, you know. exactly, you know? and they've and they've spread the love. Like Netrunner did it with L uh, L Odd David Amin. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he did. Like three or four articles, pretty, all him. Pretty stunning. Pretty much stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, play as corp, play as play as runner, play mm-hmm. as these two corp identities, play as these two runner identities, so so on and so forth. So he did a whole series, but they've spread it out here, which is awesome. I I like the idea of that, and and they're getting community members and they're they're engaging the community in a softer way. Well, it's like, like you great. say, it's getting... I mean, let's be blunt here. A couple of names popping up as writers. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that person was writing and was knowledgeable stuff about L5R. Sweet. Right. I'll go and look into their stuff. Right. You know, I'll happily Mel- admit that. Melissa Palmer seemed like a good choice for Scorpion. No kidding. Yes, and I, and I am... I think I am correct in that she has to justify Scorpion. <laughs> just like... Just because Scorpion shouldn't... Oh, God. Scorpion <laughs> is so irritating. I, I've lost so many games to Scorpion. Oh. Well, you should play me then because I'm trying to play Scorpion right now and failing. Yeah, you'd mentioned that. <laughs> oh gosh. I built a, you know, I've got sort of a, you know, big hand small board drop air yeah, kind of deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh I just haven't figured it out yet. I've I've got like three or four games in on it and I've lost them all. Like badly, <laughs> oh geez, really? Yeah, I mean, this, this, this is the interesting one because there's a few. This is happening in a few different FFG games right now. I won't get onto that too much, but there definitely seems to be a predilection of factions that have two major archetypes for them. And like Scorpion has a fairly straightforward dishonor. You can pretty much win against most people fairly effectively. Take dragon, etc. And then they've got the really high finesse. If you yeah. play this well, you will just win. Style deck, you know. Right, and this, and, and what I'm playing it. is the if you play it, it, it should be at this point pick up and play, and I'm trying to pick up and play it, and I'm not doing it right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so there there is a bit of finesse that I'm missing out. On. Well, it's I think the the big hand small board drop bear, if you've played L5R one particular way, which is basically stronghold breaks, or attacking for attacking for dishonor or attacking for various things, the playing is scorpion, and I've played a couple games with that with those decks. It's hard. Your instinct says do this, and but that's not the way you play that deck, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You you have to go almost like a George Costanza. Every instinct he's ever learned was wrong, so the right one must be the opposite, and that's kind of what's happening here, right? Yeah. And so with the with the, as much as been has been written on that style of play, and as many people are playing it and doing it successfully, I thought it would be a cinch to pick up and 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 run with, and I was completely completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um. It, it is tough to get the handle on, and I think the big deal with it as well is it's a massive player skill multiplier. It a is. A good player with that deck does very well. An excellent player does ridiculously well, and that is the big problem, really. Well, it's it's not... I'm used to a different play style. Mm-hmm. I, I play L5R differently than that, so I'm having to adjust, and I haven't yet... It hasn't completely clicked in my mind yet. Yeah, mm, totally. and, and, and that's same thing has happened with me. I've been trying to play some more Crane, because I played Crane early when the game came out. And I've been trying to play some more Crane, and I find that I keep saying, oh, well, how am I going to keep this guy in play after he has no fate? Oh, I, I can't. He, he goes away? They lose that's, people. They that's depart. Not, right? Like, I need an iron <laughs> mind. How am I going to get a... I need an iron mind to keep this person in play. So the whole, like, resiliency of Crab is interrupting and interfering with my ability to play Crane effectively. So a lot of... I've, I've watched a lot of Crane players, and they'll put two or three fade on the character and be like, 
that's it, I'm good. And so they'll build the board that way. Mm-hmm. Whereas Crab doesn't do that. Crab builds the board by putting one or two fate or no fate and then keeping them in place by some magical, you know, reprieve, <laughs> iron mine, vengeful, uh, yeah. vanguard warrior, that kind of thing. All those little tricks, yeah. yeah. On, a, on a related note to all this, by the way, I was seeing a bit of discussion about um, Scorpion and other archetypes earlier. Have you guys um, come across the term as an opposition to Dishonored decks, of Conquest decks? Heard this term, which I, th- I think is referring to stronghold break focused style play. It seemed to be, seemed to suddenly pop up in the Reddit and and then all of a sudden be everywhere. It's about the two major deck types. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I haven't par- really been paying much attention to Reddit the past few weeks. So no. yeah, not a whole to myself, but it um, it popped up in thing, and as soon as I saw it once, it was what do you call it? The, the seeing bad, it everywhere. Mine, half right. Yeah, seeing it absolutely everywhere all of a sudden, and everyone's using it. Conquest yeah. probably the conquest deck probably wouldn't stick with me very well because yeah, would just, exactly same deal. You're like, I wait, have too much <laughs> relationship with that word already. Well, however hard we try, there are no space marines here. Yeah, so we exactly. Can't do this. No <laughs> space know. marines. No imperial guard. <laughs> you know. Well, saying imperial well, guard. There are imperial guard. guard. <laughs> they say imperial guard. We can get away. Oh, even okay. Dark Space <laughs> marines are the one uh, thing we probably don't have. You know. So I don't know. Lion, <laughs> are, lion are kind of space mariney, <laughs> but not super strong. But they are space marini. Anyhow, <laughs> anyhow. Stop so, trying to uh, drop. So Trevor Cuba rode up on on the crane. Brandon Zimmer did uh, covered ponies, which was r- really pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> there was this the, <laughs> there was this subtext of that article that said, "Yeah, we need help, but we're gonna get it. I promise you, we'll get it." I was well, I was chuckling as Toby brought go. up that one because yeah, you couldn't you couldn't not read it and go. So here's why I like unicorn. Here are the problems, but here's why I like Unicorn. Yeah, and yeah. here are the possible solutions, but here's why I like Unicorn. You know, yeah. and that's that. Not that it was a bad thing, but it was very clear that, like, yeah, we need help. <laughs> we need a little bit, please. You know. So th- those are cool. Now, uh, before we get into the elemental cycle stuff, uh, Sword and the Spirits is coming out. I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's. I hope it's longer than the Internet Runner novellas. I don't think it will be, but I hope it is. The Arkham one's a bit of decent length. So Do you know how many pages? I don't know. I mean, it's like a friend of mine is working his way through the whole set as a good, like, he likes to read series of books, and it's okay. taken him a fair bit of time to catch up, so they can't be that short. Okay. But, yeah, the novella definitely, they're like, you know, a couple of hundred, below below a couple of hundred. Yeah, length, I think so. the Netrunner ones were right about the 100-page 100, 100 mark. Yeah. And that that's... Seems to be the price point where FFG's looking to go to, and so that's, that'll be it. Now, Elemental Cycle. We have release dates. Ju- beginning June 28th, we'll get our six and six of, that, of those six packs, and then that will start on June, in June 28th. Early June, they will begin previewing uh, each of those packs or previewing the cards, previewing the cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before that, in a little, little bit more than 10 days, they are going to announce the something. next product. I they, think they, they said they said it was a the next the next thing announcement or something, wasn't it? So yeah, May thirtieth. Yeah, so that'll come after Memorial Day. So it's, we've got a couple of weeks still. So we're going to have an announcement on the thirtieth, a novella on the thirty first, and then a month after that, we're going to have packs. Yep, roundabout. Sweet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Seems like a pretty intense period. And during that month, after the novella comes out, we'll be getting those previews. Yeah. So, so what you're saying, we've got 10 days of wild speculation, about seven <laughs> days of, can I use this in the legal deck, to which the answer is no, and then about three or four weeks of previews, hopefully. So, yep. Yeah. And rampant speculation. Yeah, and rampant speculation, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it, it should be interesting, those, those 10 days between the release of the fourth pack, because there's about two weeks between the fourth pack release and Gen Con. Mm-hmm. 
So the fifth and sixth packs are going to happen the week of and the week of and the week before Gen Con. So those aren't going to be legal. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting those. But, they, but they have clarified the four will. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the the, the, basically, will. they'll be uh, the last pack will be dropping right before Gen Con. If I've got my if I'm remembering the calendar right, like within a couple 28th, of days. Twenty eighth, fifth, twelfth, nineteenth, twenty sixth, twenty sixth, and then Gen Con. So the yeah. sixth one will drop at Gen Con. Oh, yeah, okay. mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah, because they're playing doing quite an early Gen Con this year, aren't they? So, like early August. Yep. Yeah. So that will be intense. You'll those two weeks before Gen Con. The the Gen Con players will be running their decks through Prepping every that. bit as gr- the, the, every bit the grind as they can. I'm right? going to say a little bit of blinkering too, of like of ignoring five and six that are just arriving as they're doing this. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Part, right? and, and, and possibly on swearing up and down <laughs> if, if the, the cards that you want to play are in pack five or pack six. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so. Wait, I don't get that until, but. I, they need that for Gen Con. Yeah. I'd have to go and confirm details, but we, we do have some idea of what cards they spoil are turning up when, roughly. They went like, you know, here's pack one, here's some of the things from that, like one or two. So there's got to be someone going, ah, well, the, about five or six. No, it's been yeah. a month since we recorded, right? Yeah. But it's still still speculation that there's going to be a stronghold in each of those six packs. There's one in the first one. We know that. It'd be a hell of a right? bounce thing, wouldn't it? Just before, just before Gen Con. Yikes. Yeah, it would be. To, to to miss two of them basically, and yeah. and in that basis, one pack has to have two, right? Yeah. No, because the Phoenix. Oh, of Phoenix course, Phoenix already has theirs. Oh, yes. right, right, right. So right. one for one. So one non-Phoenix stronghold per pack is the is the right. assumption there. Right, right. I see. Right. Yeah. So that's well, is that the, really fair though? I mean, like I guess that the cycle will run. I guess. So then you have five clans with a second stronghold and two. Yeah, clans it's a thought, without. isn't it? Yeah. Huh. I mean. Since we keep coming back on this, Conquest did the same thing. They had the Warlord cycle, intended to get many Warlords out there and have different ideas for people true. to play, but yeah. we don't know, you know? Yeah. yeah. Interesting thought. And it just makes it. That being said, FFG have never worried about mid cycle balance when it comes to planning no, legal no. cards and versus it, events. And so, we've talked about that, know, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the end of the cycle isn't necessarily the most balanced point. No. Yes, you know, by all accounts, these, these things are tested as a group, as mm-hmm. 120 cards instead of 20 card packs. But that doesn't well, matter. Testing in the group does not mean testing in the vacuum, does it? Right. After all, so right, right. you know and that's that's uh, not how it works. Yeah. I mean, like take the most recent Netrunner cycle again. The first pack was the most balanced point of that, and everything went skewy from there onwards. Oh, is that right? right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I have the packs. I just don't haven't played for. Yeah, a while. yeah the, the Katara cycle is got some interesting stuff in it. It's it's doing good things. I don't think there's been any any anything that would call well, us an error. It's it, there, there's good stuff in it. I don't think there's anything there's no Saphir in it or anything like that that I've seen. Yeah. Some something that we should never have passed testing, which right. is a reasonable comment to make about that card. Yeah. You know? Uh yeah, Saphir never should have seen the light of day. Yeah. And hence it's on the ban list now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but the the Katara cycle has skewed pretty heavily towards the corporation. So there there are some balance issues with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was yeah. There's a there's a different discussion for a different podcast there to right. be had. But yeah, it was that deal where the first pack came out, reinforced all the themes, and then things kind of went wee. Oh, <laughs> okay. sign graft after down, that. Up and down, you know, up and down. You know, yeah. But it's it's been good all along. The nice thing about it is, and we've been seeing more and more of this, is clearly that um, themes and ideas I think have been better represented in almost everything I've seen FFG do recently. Like the like the site the first cycle we had from L5R had a clear idea of what it wanted to do. It did it a certain way, and when it was complete, it clearly hit the end of that arc. You know, right. it hopped into Phoenix, so presumably we can expect something similar design-wise, you know, from Elemental. Well, and 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 given what I've seen of Elemental, the Disciples is kind of a is kind of the tip of the iceberg for Elemental, right? Mm-hmm. Like Disciples avoid their the the Phoenix clan. They really are playing with 
the elements and there's all this control of the rings and so on and so forth and that's what it appears like elemental cycle is going to be like there's going to be all this playing with the rings right and mm-hmm. what what ring do you have what ring do you control what ring is being uh, fought over those kinds of effects so kind of the, the some of the themes that were started in disciples seem to be in elemental cycle from as the well. cards we've seen yeah. yeah that's that's a good way of looking at it. i think yeah you're quite right and then you add and then you add the mantis clan to the mix <laughs> right well there you go it's like so that's interesting so the cycles the, the cycle is the shake-up where where the deluxe pack equivalent is the start of the of a particular arc which is uh, yeah, kind of, which uh, is kind of like the opposite of a lot of the ones we've seen. And maybe isn't it? I'm you seeing know? a connection. It wasn't intended, but that's no. What but I'm I mean, seeing. I think you're quite right. I think you're right. Disciples, the, the the initial pack said, "Okay, here's an idea. Here's an idea for the next um next cycle." And the cycle goes, "Sweet, hold my beer," you know, basically, <laughs> and go, goes goes off of it, right? You know, that's I mean, that's basically what the first cycle on top of um, Corset did. The Corset yep. went, "Here are some ideas," and yeah. the first cycle went, yeah. "Yeah, hold my beer." Yeah. Now here's the thing. What you talked about rampant speculation for 10 days. <laughs> why not start it now? About the 45 minutes, you reckon? Why, why, yeah. not, why not start it now? <laughs> All right. What's, so what's you the May 30th? What's the May 30th? What's, what's, what's it going to bring us? Uh, what are they going to say? I, so I have some ideas. I'm just They're gonna going to announce there. the clan coup. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on my list, but that's <laughs> a big that, effing let, deal. Okay, well, I, my, my thought is, oh my if God, we're going to go right. big, let's go big. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> they just do that. That they announced that the, there's a clan coup and something about you know the clan coup is coming or like a series of tournaments based around the clan coup or something like there was some speculation because they were talking about hidden in the shadows that Shadowlands would be part of it. Well, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was Reach E, but we have started to get hints of it coming in, and Mantis turned up out of freaking nowhere after the first hint. Right. So who so knows? Go, so keep going with your keep going with your clan coup idea. Well, so it was the it really started off the CCG right. You know, it, the, it, the, had, it had already well, the season happened. Was out there. It was sort of the clan war was sort of happening in the first. Go back to what we were talking about earlier. So they were uh, clan were never a part of the original CCG. They were given a destroyed stronghold in the first expansion. Right. And then then later on there was a set that focused on them and the events of the Scorpion clan coup. Right. right. So the, so the so the clan war was happening in during the first set of the CCG. Then they had that clan coup, Scorpion clan coup expansion. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so the clan maybe coup just was the was the yeah clan. Coup so maybe the there's some sort of you know historical parallel going on that hey it's you know it's we've got a big we got a big thing coming up. They've hinted around at you know the, a possibility of a coup happening in some of the fiction. Yeah, yeah they, they acknowledge, acknowledge that the seeds are still there. Well, that whole that whole conversation yeah. between Shoju and Kachiko mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in the garden. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. it couldn't go either way, right? right. Yeah. That was that was very well done. So maybe they'll announce like the Day of Thunder and it's clan coup or something. You know, mm-hmm. clan war. You know, something really big and world changing. Okay, so let's run with that one. Um, let's say they do something like they did in the CCG. What about a small individual deluxe style set that focuses on that event? In the same way, the disciples of the void was here's here's the Phoenix Clan and here's how it works out. Here's a a small deluxe, a mini deluxe, whatever they call it, for this event. Clan pack for this storyline of thing happening. So a storyline pack, yeah, as it were. Basically. Yeah, that was someone on Reddit had had yeah. speculated. Oh, interesting. That. Okay, yeah, I mean, that, it's, that it's the beginning of the storyline, a storyline series in a literal sense. Yeah, you get because you could weave that. You could weave larger size mini packs in between a cycle quite nicely. Have the cycle be like you know here's here's what's going on in the background of the world here's the next big story. Have you guys point. seen yeah. the print on demand uh, add on packs for Arkham, the Arkham card Basically game? the same kind of thing mm-hmm. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, they, the, the, they could be doing something like that with like you know like mini story arcs or something. And so yeah. it's kind of like a side, a tangential arc. 
or a parallel story. Yeah, I mean, how, how, and it could work anyway. It could be literally. It could be literally like here is the the current story event. So imagine three, two or three cycles from now, there's a Mashudo focused one because of what happened in the um, Kitsuma, Kikumatsuri. Okay. Yeah. So a pack comes up, right, this is the yeah. ramifications of what you've done. Yeah. So they could be doing a first one to get the plot going on what they already planned. It would make sense, you know? Yeah, so there, so there's lots of there's lots of story ideas like that. It could be something, you know, big and world-changing and, you know, that's got, you know, big events wrapped around it. It could be something that, hey, some side plots that make up for an interesting story that add to the subtext and, and deepen the, the situation that's going on in Rokugan right now with, with all the things that are going on, like the perfect land and all that stuff. Which is more like what you were saying with the Arkham ones, where they're not part of the main yeah. plot, but they're yeah. color, basically. Right. The you know, Tales of Rokugan style stuff as it were. Right. right. Meanwhile, while all the clans are doing all this, this is going on. Right. You know, you could see I could see a Shadowlands one like that. With it not being specifically Shadowlandsy, but the ending clearly having a uh, heavy taste of the Shadowlands as it were, you right. know, where it leads to. Yeah. Okay. And so with respect to what I was thinking, the story when someone mentioned the storyline packs, right? And that's mm-hmm. something I read on Reddit in reaction to this. That got me thinking about disciples and the Sword and the Spirits novella coming out. And I I can't remember if anything was said to this, but uh, is there is the, are the clan packs storyline based? Are the clan packs being released based on storyline? And so each clan pack will be supported or paired with a novella? That would not surprise me at all. Yeah, I mean the pattern's there and it, it I would works expect that that's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, you're quite. I mean that, we we know we know we've got an actual collated version of all the of uh, one of the narrative sets already, don't we? We have a PDF form of the core mm-hmm. sets related the stuff. The first scroll. Yeah, so I mean, so there's an expectation. There is next one and is next clan pack is whatever clan plus a novella plus then starting to publish that stuff more print form. You know, as just a as just a quick non sequitur, if, F- if anyone from FFG is, listens to us, mm. please do more stuff like that first scroll. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, the, I like yeah, yeah, the collection yeah. of the fiction altogether <laughs> to make it easy, you know, easily digestible in one place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Personally, I'm I'm seeing a, a tales of I said you used the term before, but a tales of World of Rokugan style book, like the ones we've seen for Netrunner for Arkham. Ooh. It's a big coffee table artwork piece with oh, the yeah. with the not with the mm-hmm. the the uh, blah, 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 the literature for it. Yeah. I, I can see that personally. Well, please, it, FFG, mm-hmm. take my money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that that would be that. They cannot be not thinking about that. This game is too pretty not to have one of those. <laughs> there, I, I imagine there will be like a series of art books. Yeah, they'll do one, then they'll do a bunch more really pretty art, and have to do another one. Nice big tome do, level yeah. collation version, a table breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Any other spec? So we got Clan Coup. Okay, so let's turn let's turn it round to the maybe t- kind of what, what about what about like rules changes. Uh, yeah, I guess that could. Happen. I mean, we, I don't. Do we need rules changes? Well, uh, and they don't tend to announce that as a a big deal, more as a maintenance of the game kind of thing, you know. Unless unless it's like things like like say X Wing has had regular big rules errata that are made quite of a deal of, but that's because it had big balance issues in its design early on. It moved from a casual game to a more competitive one, you know. So I, okay. I don't think so. No, I would I would I'd be surprised. Now, one thing we haven't mentioned, and it just occurred to me, is that there is going to be an AMA on Reddit with Brad. Andrews and Tyler Parrott on May 23rd. So if you're listening to this more or less when we release it, that Reddit AMA is going to be on May 23rd. So I think it starts at noon central time or maybe one. So if Tobin time. gets this out on time, it should be a couple of days. This should have yeah, a couple of days exactly. before that happens. I was going to say, yeah. so feel free to take a take a listing of our agenda and fire that to the AMA, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can you can ask you you can ask him. I will tell you 
with 100% certainty that Brad and Tyler aren't going to tell you anything that they haven't been allowed uh, uh, ahead of time to tell you. <laughs> so they might shock. spoil. There might be some spoilers coming our way, which would be awesome. Yeah. I would love to see some spoilers. Yeah, remember, Esmodee is a big company, and they do like to keep you know future products you know as you know have, close to the vest as possible. They have, they so. have a schedule, right? They have a schedule. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. They will be they will be <laughs> very carefully scripting what Brad and Tyler can say. So let's turn this around from the wild speculation stuff into the slightly more grounded speculation. So let's say it's something a lot less That's excitingly. I know, I know. Let's 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 say it's um not as excitingly crazy as storyline stuff. It's it's the new cycle. They announce the second one straight after. What do, what do we what do we think could be going on with that? You know, do we have any idea? Oh, any thoughts on no. what like you know post post elemental cycle cycle might be? If. Yeah. Uh, Grounded speculation, grounded yes, speculation, I like yeah. that. Mm. I don't think it'll be the next cycle. I think it'll be the next clan pack. If that's if we're talking just grounded speculation about what they want to be announcing, mm-hmm. keep to the keep to and the pattern. So it'll be some sort, of, and maybe the, maybe this, this speculation that's been going around is is somewhat correct. Maybe it is a clan pack of some sort. Mm-hmm. Keep the keep the whole working. Maybe forever. it's one of the seven. Maybe it's Shadowlands or something like that. You know, strange and funky and weird. Yeah, I, w- I will say out of the sha- yeah, that statement of out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. Would seem yeah, to be yeah, that's, some it's seems be, very purposeful. See, I could turn right. that around to that could be more Scorpiony stuff. That's you know? exactly what I was yeah, thinking. The, the, oh. the behind uh. behind the scenes powers popping up, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, that that would make sense. Yeah. So maybe they're or maybe they're going to announce a Scorpion clan back. Would the would it be nothing but the but wailing and gnashing of teeth there with Scorpion's current position? Hard to oh, say, yeah. right? Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's one of those deals, isn't it? It depends. If it if it's it's interesting how how new cards can. I can change a dominant clan's position, even if they're clan cards for that clan. You know what I mean? People right. trying the new stuff and backing off, and the right. perception of, of at least a perception of dominance backs off some. Let's okay, see what I've got one games. that's tangentially. Well, related. well, I mean, look, look at so, so let's go with that. Let's go with Scorpion. Let's mm-hmm. go because Scorpion clan coup. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. And if we're going with storyline based release of clan packs, then we get a Scorpion clan pack. Then all of a sudden, Scorpion get more cards. And they get more powerful. So two strongholds, presumably. But other least. people yeah. want to splash Scorpion more, right? Does that and that might have the effect of negating Scorpion's advantage? The uh, they the, could. the the, the MBN effect. They suddenly, or the Wayland effect, rather, in Netrunner. They suddenly have a lot of good cards that are really good in other people's stuff, right? And not yeah. necessarily exactly. like good for them. Exactly. So they become picked apart and, and pulled apart. Yeah, it's the unicorn effect. Yeah. In well, to a degree as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, another thing that I was thinking of Sorry, actually relates to the unicorn. <laughs> What if it's like a unicorn clan pack? Yeah, I mean they did. Be- okay, yeah. because I don't, uh, in the based old, on Mashoto and the decision based on Mashoto, yeah. based also on the lost Moto clan uh, family of the unicorn, the, cra- the, the crazy, crazy horse ride people, the ones yeah. who rode into the Shadowlands and disappeared, poof, and never came back. That would be oh, out of be the cool. shadows if the Moto came so, back into Rokugan. And that's better, because yeah. one of the things I was thinking with this whole mention about the Shadowlands stuff is it feels to me narratively that it hasn't been enough for them to to start really turning up. You know, the Shadowlands appearing in, in the card and the setting now would be, hi, we're here, yeah. you know, just like bursting out of nowhere. Whereas something like that, which links into the Unicorn using some new cards, is a whole, hey, you guys came back. And it's a bit more of a sort of, are you, ha- ha- you harboring anything? Can we trust you? It's less of a undead pouring out of the um, realms with Fuleng at the head. Um, oh, come right. on, I'd more love of an insidious. Oh, yes, that will happen. But more of an insidious, like... Can we trust them? Can't we? If written, certainly written properly, it could be a whole deal of like, you people are just discriminating against them versus you've got to be crazy. We can't possibly have them back. Right. And yeah, I'm bleeding in the Shadowland that way rather than being like, and we're here. Okay. All right. I could, I could get around a unicorn pack coming in. Yeah. 
That would certainly make you. So, that's with a gotta idea. make unicorn stronger, right? <laughs> Hopefully, yep. yeah. I've told Jason Wallace that <laughs> I really want to play unicorn, but I, they're frustrating to play. So he's he's a loyalist. He's playing them, and when they get to the point where they're really strong, he'll still he be playing. He kicked the crap out of me the other day oh, yeah. when I was playing Scorpion he, against he, him. He, Dedication he, gets you a long way. And, <laughs> yeah. and he's 50-50. Like, he and I are probably 50-50 on our matches, and he, he plays those suckers well. Oh, God. So. It's not like they don't reward good play. It's just really good play, To You are feeling disadvantaged in a lot of areas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to Very know tough. exactly what 40 cards are in your conflict deck and what 40 cards are in your oh, yeah, dynasty yeah. deck and how to play them well and if your deck is doing well and if your deck is how how your deck is giving you cards and say, how you yeah. play given those cards that you have. That's tricky. Yeah, as an optimization and puzzle, puzzle it's optimize it. Listen to me. False yeah. teeth back in. As an optimization puzzle, it is extremely tricky. Yeah, for sure. So, so that was rampant speculation. Yeah, that was rampant <laughs> speculation. So we have Unicorn Pack coming out, maybe Scorpion, Scorpion Clan Pack coming out. But um, general feeling being probably probably a deluxe or small pack, mid-sized pack release or something. Uh, yeah, my, yeah, my money's on a Clan Pack. Interesting. interesting. Uh, yeah, I, don't th- I still don't think we're ever going to see deluxes for this game. Well, you know, the equivalent is what I'm saying. Yeah. There, you know, yeah. So a, a, non, a non, non-cycle release, as it were, is the, seems to be the feeling. Right. Yeah, well, that would, that would be in keeping with their usual schedule of Deluxe, cycle, deluxe, cycle, deluxe, cycle. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what the announcement is. They're coming out with a series of clan packs. That too. Oh, crikey. There's a thought. Just churn them all out quick. Do two or three in a row. Or, or, or not not all, not all, the remaining six. But a few. But a few. Uh, okay, yeah. So take that one. We By the time that happens, we'll have core set, two complete cycles, and a clan pack. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is that the time to then go, okay, these three clans get these big hits. We've got enough enough card pool basis to not have that not be a massive shakeup. You know, doing two packs straight after the first cycle would have been sort of like, holy cow, these two clans just run away, kind yeah. of feel. Oh, okay, I can get behind the thought. I can get behind that idea. Yeah, good. And and gets round to the complaint that people are having of the whole, you know, when are we going to get when are we going to get um, Unicorn Clan pack? Is it, you know, 2021? Yeah, something, yeah. You know? the, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that announcement. I'm going to be hitting F5. <laughs> <laughs> the, the summer's hit for me too, and my summer class doesn't start till early June. So, until then, I got time. So, what is that? The usual Wednesday deal? Yes. Thursday, yeah. Nice. All right. So, on to a couple of standing questions for us. Barry Wordle last time asked us for the top three cards of each clan in the current card pool. Last time we did crab and lion, and we were fairly ubiquitous in our answers. Uh, this time we're gonna do we're gonna start off with scorpion because. You know, Carl plays Scorpion. <laughs> and Doug has been trying. And we can't stop talking about them anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we are recording this uh, as Dusseldorf is going on. The Cote in Dusseldorf is going on. And Scorpion own uh, a large share of the top ten uh, going into round seven, I think. Holy so cow. I looked at the top ten, and I think the Scorpion were four or five of them. So Crazy. Okay. Crane is doing well. Crab is doing well. There's a dry dragon in there. There's a unicorn. Is Phoenix doing it well at all? Uh, Phoenix is doing well early, but then they've seemed to knock each other off a little bit. Huh, okay. I haven't looked. I haven't looked beyond the top ten really. I was to, I, I was expecting more to be you know Phoenix to be doing a lot better than after you know post clan pack than they are. Yeah. Well, by the time this gets released, uh, I think this will have been decided. Mm-hmm. So. Could be could be a matter of brew time still. You know, people have definitely enough. churned over the, the scorpion ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so. Start off with our resident 
Bad guy. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, dynasty <laughs> So first. Dynasty cards first. Top three, top three best dynasty. Okay. And Kachiko, if you remember, yeah. is not a dynasty. Oh, no, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> no, um, despite, despite appearances, you mean, yes. Particularly because I saw someone talking about um, changes they'd like to make to cards the other day. I think we have to go for the completely uninteresting but totally definitive um, Bayushi Liar, first of all. Yeah. A, a cheap, three skill, no glory, gives you a card when he goes away. Fantastically efficient workhorse yeah. of the clan. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you build a deck without this, then I don't know what you're doing or what you're planning mm-hmm. kind of card. Looking over, looking over at Doug, Doug's interested face there. So, From, Bayushi Liar? Yeah. Second one is really easy too, staying on the political line. I mean, come on, it's Hero A. Yogo Hero A is the, is yep. the Lion Pride's brawler of the mm-hmm. Scorpion clan. It is the, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, he's it frustrating. Is the the uh, Niten adept of the Scorpion clan. He is the, the card that everyone goes, oh, yay, there he is. An ability that works so well in so many circumstances. It basically just enables shenanigans from end to end. Yeah. I mean, that, that guy. And the stat line he gets for those points is just excellent. Yet another thing I couldn't think about, couldn't imagine not putting into the deck. And I think I'm going to stick with my other classic favorite. Which would be uh, the Sinister Soshi. Yeah, you really do love her, don't you? Well, I mean, very few cards for one fate get as much of a oh, she's got to go away from your (laughs) opponent. You know, you know, it's pretty pretty surprising how many times people um, try to assassinate a one cost one fate character. Yeah, (laughs) like you, go away, go home, knock it off. Just utility, the ability to put minus two minus two in wherever you freaking want it. it. Right, it screws so many people. So. Liar, liar, Soshi, and Heroway. Okay, gotcha. Well, without doubt. Um, To be fair, as you said, though, there are quite a few tough ones to pick between. Shoju is just a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I, I, I I like the the clan champions from every clan. Uh, Even Totori, even you, uh, you know, even though he's sort of one of the the weakest, really, he's got good use. So. So yeah, I gotta go with Shoju as one of my cards because he he's the one thing I think that when he hits the table, everyone kind of goes, "Oh." I was gonna say because like you play a lot of crap and yeah. you put out you put out um, the big man himself. Oh you yes. put out Hida and everyone goes. So everyone goes, okay, right now I have to do this. Yes, and you know I've got to work around this. I've got to play these cards. I've got to fire these effects in to get him to not do his thing. You put down Shoju and everyone goes, "Oh, political's off the table." Right. No, no, no counterplay. Yeah. Just well, screw yeah. that. Yeah, you know? yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No small characters in political. Sweet, you know. The one who's a double dash, sinister social. Sinister, sinister social. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the lady. Yep. Yep. Someone, someone. Action! Give somebody minus two, minus two. Yeah. Action! Make it so that they can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Someone, yeah. someone posted a, a, a chibi version of it the other day, by the way, which is an altar card I might need. That was kind of amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Uh. Shosaro actress. Yes, I can't argue with that. Yeah, she's a good one too. There's a power multiplier for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I used her to good effect playing against Jason Wallace the other day, pulling one of his <laughs> one of his big bad unicorn cards. Oh yeah, using it awesome. Yeah, that was fun. And in the same sort of vein, I showed you as well against canny players. I've I've seen her come up in the dynasty flop, and they go, "I'm going to play." I am not going to play this guy out. That's a dreadful idea. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want that used against me. <laughs> Before she's even hit the table, she's just there right. in potentia. Right. You know, right. So. Well, and I like blackmail artist. Yes. Mm, good choice. Right? Because you, you, you win the political, you get to take an honor from him. Yeah. I don't do this honor as much, but God, that guy. Yeah. yeah. I like blackmail artist. I like hero way. And the liar is good. Manipulator 
isn't bad either. Mm, true. Manipulator is the is the one one one, and you get to increase the value of your bid by one. Well, um, okay. So to be to be fair, I think doing doing this for the Scorpion Clan is kind of like take all the Scorpion cards out of your you know binders or box or whatever you do, throw them up into the air, and the first three that you pick up. You know, well, that are dynasty right. cards are, great. Yeah, are yeah. really good cards. I mean, they yeah. do have one of the strongest dynasty spreads. I mean, totally. You can fire it for you. Yeah. The, uh, the Illusionist is ridiculously nice. The, um, I can't think of the freaking name. The the Shuganja with um, the plus one, plus one if you're less honorable. Yogo Outcast. Outcast, thank you. Yeah, two for a 3-3 three, three is just stupid. Because yeah. it will be two for a 3-3 three, three for, like, the whole damn game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> Outcast is also good. Oh, yeah. That's one of the ones I hate to see. <laughs> yeah, you know... And that's yeah. generally how I build these, right? Like, which ones do I really hate to see? <laughs> well, not one, co- not one coming yeah. at me. Yeah, yeah. And the Outcast <laughs> is one of those. So those are my three dynasty. So I'll start with conflict, not calling in favors, but Forge Edict. I'd say Forge Edict is number mm-hmm. one. Uh, Fate worse than death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the, the that's not the hard. Ma- the man, the myth card, the one that everybody and then you know. Probably Kachiko. Yeah, right. Kachiko is a good. Is is just a really good. All three, all three of those are rock solid yeah. calls. I mean, they are, yeah. they are the things that go into each deck. Yeah, yeah. No. I think I would say you know, fate worse than death, uh, calling in favors, <laughs> and forged edict. Those are, I think those are going to be my three. Calling in favors, well, are the and big that's ones. and that's event control, character control, attachment control. Yeah, and I think the big thing yeah. about calling, I think the big effect it's had is that like like, um, like the actress, it's not just a take someone off you; it's take someone off you and give it to one of my dudes. You know, it's 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 um it's a, such a sharp. It's it's someone was uh, saw someone talking about the um, St- Scorpion Stronghold about how they felt it should be either your opponent loses an honor or you gain an honor. They felt the taking one honor from your opponent was too strong of a combination. Right, I can almost buy that, having seen um, how things have played out. But calling in favors is the same. It's not removing the opponent's attachment. It's not um, moving attachments off you don't want. It's freaking both. Right, you know. Right, and it's yeah. Just, so mm. it's like when you're playing against dragon, it's like, hmm, I'm going shopping. The Homer Simpson donuts, donuts fingers. Hmm, yeah, what yeah, do yeah, I want yeah. over there? <laughs> you know, yeah. It's why. It's why even even though it's cost and thing is rough, that blackmail is still a thing to watch out for in the right decks. Yeah, because that's a yeah. horrible little trick too. Yeah, similar place here. The conquest stuff is full of so much good stuff. I agree completely with everything you previously said, but I will pick out the ones I would say um, the card everyone uses really well, and I still have trouble using myself, which is the adept. The um the yeah. pay and honor remo- bouncer back to hand shadows. Yeah. the shadows yeah. the lady yeah. herself but still what a workhorse card I still see her turning up in other decks for goodness sake in non scorpion because that effect is so good well yeah it's it's great that you've got j- just the the recurrence of her mm-hmm. one one honor is not a lot to pay to bounce something back to your hand mm-hmm. so yeah. just. I pull her back. I put her down. I put her back. Pull her back. I put her down. It's, and one of those, it's great. One of those deals where the where the style of decks we were talking about has such good fate advantage that very often you can be in a state of I have more cards than I have. I have don't have enough cards to use all my fate up. In which case she becomes well. I spend the extra two to hit these conflicts where I want to. You know, yeah. I spent basically spend an honor in two to to ready her. Pretty much. Pretty much. Know? Yeah. Um. And so definitely her. I had it a second ago. Come on, Carl. The poison. Help me. The poison attachment. Fiery madness. Thank you. Fire. I had burning. Fiery madness. That's one of those ones that I don't burning see. Burning madness is another this problem. Different thing. I'll drop. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Um, ring of fire. Comment and all that. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Katana um, fire. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Let's not even go there. 
We yeah. already did. Too late. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. So, Fiery Madness, one of those ones that um, you don't see quite as much. You don't see twos and threes of so much these days, but it's definitely that little one-off card where people go, oh, yeah, people can just reduce my stats, can't they? Yeah, I forgot about that. You know, just a horrible little toy. One of my favorite swings in, com- in combat. And then, finally... As I've been saying for weeks, Yogo says no. Everyone's playing spells right now. That, yeah. that character is still stupid. There aren't many ways of getting a three coster in for free. Yeah. For goodness sake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, but, I mean, she is good. But you're quite right. Yeah. I mean, every single one you mentioned there is mainstay strong cards. I think probably Fate, Fate Worse Than Death is the one you would everyone would be happier to see less of in Scorpion. Right. <laughs> that is right. The, the overall conflict winner. I'm I'm sensing a certain negative tone to this review. Well, of the no, cards. it's just it's just it's just you you can the, like Doug said you can take them all. You can take the Scorpion Dynasty and the Scorpion Conflict deck, throw it up in the air, and blindly draw three and have those be your top three. Yeah, because they've got so many good so much. Or or the other way that we could have done this review is what cards have fucked me the most <laughs> in Scorpion. Well, that, that's kind of my point. Is I'm I'm sat here and we're all going. Let's talk about the cards that were most impressed with from the faction. You're going, oh god, yeah, lie, and I'm all. Yeah, like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I'm the I'm the enthusiasm font here. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just suddenly noticed, as it were, <laughs> taken with good humor. Don't worry. Yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> and then, so we've now no those those are our scorpions. So we'll move to another very powerful clan, <laughs> and and maybe it's it's almost the same stuff except we're changing the color of the card from a, like a like a blood red to a emerald green. So, mm. so it's mantis. So what are you telling me? So no, dragon. So we'll cover dragon. They're more of a mossy <laughs> green. Fair. Enough. So, Fair enough. Uh, dragon dynasty. Ooh, Who's wow. up first? There's another deal for you. Yeah. Uh, I think it's about two thirds. Two, about two Doom thirds. Doom problem. Oh, Doom <laughs> Yokuni, because Yokuni. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, how, how much do you want to mess with someone's plan? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, even if even if I wasn't a, a fan of all the clan champions, I would still say Yokuni because well, he the, is sick. The toolboxiest of the toolboxy uh-huh. characters. Yeah. Uh, what's number three? What's number three? Neaton Adept. Adept or Master. Adept is the one that exhausts somebody mm-hmm. with Adept. an attachment. Yeah. Yeah. Either one, really. Yeah. Again, <laughs> same thing, right? Same thing. I'd say adept, or no, sorry, I'd say master or adept. Yeah, I mean master is uh, the one. Right, Sugo is also good. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right, Sugo is good, but only in it's to to less less uh, ubiquitous way than than some of the others. Well, like a like a good dueling master, he's good at a thing, and he's very very good at right, that thing. Right, <laughs> you know. Um, and then I would actually put uh, the swordsmith. Up there, interesting. I was going to pull that too. I mean, that the one I've thing been defeated yeah. by an early like three fate swordsmith that just oh, stacks yeah. and stacks and stacks. That and ability, and you're just like, okay, whatever. I'm in, done. In the dragon deck, he's consistency. He is consistency yeah. embodied. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Doom Shigenga, Shigenga. Just oh, that guy. I swear. If you want to find ways to want to find ways to make other cards brokenly crazy, that's him. Just that efficiency and, and power. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. now, and I think the Doom Shug will lose its value as more limited cards come out because limited cards will co- be coming out. That is his big restriction, yeah, completely. I well, think if we start seeing predominantly restricted cards coming out, more limited cards coming out, you know, then maybe. But as long as we've got, you know, a lot of non-restricted, restricted, non-limited attachments, I think he's always he's going to have a lot of power. There's a quick thought for you. Limited is per phase, right? 
per round. Per round. So there's the big deal there. Yeah. Limited good conflict attachments is one of the things that immediately Brett get or makes it I think that would yeah. be I think that would be a fair uh, kind of a design change, mm-hmm. a design mentality change on FFG's part to do more. Uh, more limited stuff than non-limited, yeah. but it, but it could easily counteract any massive power problems that it could, could pop up it in could, the dragon. It definitely well, could, and, yeah. and and that's the limited keyword doesn't work if you only have a few limited. Of course. Of so course. right yeah. now, Doom Shug only works when you flip two or three of them up at the same time. Yeah, yeah. but it does prevent the overwhelmingly ridiculous turn you're going to get there. Yes, so that's yes. what it's there yeah. for. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I can't argue those ones. Yakuni would make my list. Um, like I say, the Shugi. I was going to go with the Agasha Swordsmith. If I can get this together, one of the monks who's prodding me. I think it's the uh, claimed, the Phaeton Rings monk. I think it's the one that um, keeps messing around with how people claim rings, I see, when I play that guy. I just can't think of the name. One who's gained bonus, stre- bonus strength equal time, which fate, fate is on the. Oh, the. Uh, enlightened warrior. Fate, uh, enlightened. That when they pick when they pick a ring with fate on it, it gains yes. fate. Yeah, that I that guy's one. It just yeah. it's it's one, it like like things like the um like the uh, actress we were talking about before, where their effect is not necessarily all that strong, but it makes people go mm, wait, hold on, you know, hold off from what they were thinking about doing. Definitely, definitely online for that kind of play. Dragon has lots of straightforward power. I always like the stuff that's a little less, a little more indirect. You know, conflict. Man alive. Well, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Splash Clan. Uh, let go. Miramoto's Fury and... Ancestral Daisho. Ancestral Daisho. Ooh. I was going to say Tattooed Wanderer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wanderer. Just... So your first two I totally agree with, but I would say the Daisho for my third. Okay. All right. Interesting. The Daisho for the political. Yeah. The political mm. attachment. Okay. I think throwing... Play styles and all, but the covert and having a cheap, effective character in the Wanderer makes that guy mm. a card that is borderline ridiculous. You know, he's, he well, there's no real borderline about this. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's crazy, good. crazy good. He's good. Yeah, yeah. When I'm not when I'm not doing Pathfinder's Blade and Reprieves in my Scorpion deck, he happily, and those are crap cards. Yes, those he, are crap cards. Yes, we're, he we're, he, we're happily, he happily adds to my list of yeah. horrible, horrible covert tricks. Yeah, very, very cheaply indeed. Mm. And in faction, there's plenty of horrible characters that. That um, dragon have that get more ridiculous when they can covert. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah, it just helps that tower that much more. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and he's not a limited. He's not a restricted attachment when he's attached, so he adds to your stronghold ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's he's very. That's the power with dragon is that they are very. There's this synchronicity with with those decks, mm-hmm. right? And um, if it comes down to it, amazing. one fate for a sudden two two military is kind of dumb. Yep. yep. <laughs> when, the, when, when the covert's not going to help much. Yep. Yeah. Okay, those are our dragon cards. That's Those are our scorpion cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> now, uh, we'll continue that series, continue to answer Barry's extendedly long or short question with a long answer <laughs> next episode. The other one that we left that Barry asks, he asks Doug to elaborate on the Yobanjin. I believe that's how you pronounce it, yes. Uh, and what their sorcery is. What What is it? And and give us a little bit more of information from on that. Uh, so in the world of L5R, uh, there's more than just Rokugan. You've got you know the Burning Sands. You've got other areas outside the borders of Rokugan that over the years got built up, you know, through fiction, through role playing supplements, through card sets, etc. The Yobanjin, they're considered by the Rokugani to be a barbar- the barbarian tribes. So. They're, in some ways, they're kind of similar to the Mongol hordes, but not really. So they they live a very nomadic lifestyle. 
uh, by and large. They do have some cities, but by and large, they're they're nomadic. They're they're tribal. Uh, they call themselves the Unbowed Tribes because when the Kami fell to Earth, they told them to go screw themselves, basically. <laughs> uh, the, the Kami came to them and said, hey, you know, come, you know, be part of civilization with us. And they said, no. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's always been kind of a, a strife between the Yobanjin and the Rokugani. Uh, their their lands are pretty much straight north of the dragon lands, They're going up into the up into the steppes and things like that up north. Okay, their magic is different than Rokugani. So Rokugani magic is sort of wrapped up in religion. You, there, there's the worship of the kami. There's the you know the the worship of the elements and all that, and you know you know entreating the elements to to do things to you know to do effects. Uh, Yobanjin magic that it's shamanic they have shamans and the shamans don't entreat the kami or anything like that they use uh, you know force of will to control the elements so they have multiple deities lots of you know lots of you know these pantheons of hundreds of them and you know they and so there's there's a worship of you know there is a religion to them but it's not tied to how they perform magic so their their shamans do they they they're it's all willpower. So it's it, there's some similarities to Meshodo, but still a different kind of a different thing. I'm saying that Meshodo, to a degree, was kind of a enslaving and directly controlling right various kami and things like that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. basically you're 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 t- you're you're grabbing a kami and saying do this yeah. instead of entreating them. With uh with the Obanjin shamanic magic, it's uh the force of will of the of the shaman. In, you know, changing the elements yeah, and making it's, it's them do something. Bypassing the kami, to be fair, though, as it were. Yes. Yeah, it's using power directly. Yeah. So that's that's the big difference. And there has actually there is actually some trade that goes on between the Obanjin and the Dragon and the Phoenix clans, but it's sort of unofficial hush hush. This doesn't really happen, sort of thing, because it's actually trade with them is actually forbidden by the Emperor. Trade with the Obanjin. Yes. Is forbidden by the Emperor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's it's black market. Yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about. Okay, so that's sort of you know a nutshell who and what they are. And they're a bit too landlocked from that description to have much involvement with say the mantis moving things around stuff like that. No, they, they, yeah, yeah, they they're uh, pretty much just you know step people. So okay. they you know do things with you know horses and livestock and yeah. yeah. So obviously, other side of the major mountains for the dragon clan right. and on the borderlands of Phoenix. Cool. Okay. Cool. Interesting stuff. And as usual, you know, if I got any of these details wrong, please you know correct me. <laughs> <laughs> But awesome. I think that's, but that's what I'm saying. pretty cover, close. Covering the difference is pretty clear. Where they're the, they're the one that is doing things completely different to the other two. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're you know they are their own people. They're very they're fiercely independent. Mm. <laughs> the yeah the everyone else you know you know when 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 gods fall to earth you know what you know what would you do right <laughs> now now how what what kind of what share of the old RPG how prevalent were they were they in the old RPG? Give me an idea of how uh, much. Not really. Ex- no, not really. Not okay. really. Okay. So we probably won't see them in the CCG yeah, or I mean, in the LCG. A lot of Rokugan's thing is about the self-containedness of this empire. You right. Know, where, everything, where everything outside is considered as outside and kind of filed under Basically, that. Basically, the, the yeah. world ends at Rokugan's border. As far as they're concerned. Right. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So. Right. And, you know, if things come in from outside the world, outside the borders, mm-hmm. you know, then that's fine. They'll deal with it. But, you know, we, we are Rokugani. Rokugan is everything. Their emperor, mm-hmm. you know... 
every you know the son of heaven you know we need to you know mm -hmm. focus inward you know focus on those sorts of things and and we sort of ignore everything else because everything else that is not rokugani is bad right and it's, it's not worth our attention yeah and it makes an interesting point that even as as, as alien and foreign as the unicorn are viewed they're still from rokugan they simply right. went away and came back they're not something from outside, even though they brought but see, influences. But the, the thing is, is that the, one of the one of the big reasons why is because they mix their blood with non Rokugani. Exactly so, yeah. But in the end, they're still from the kami. They're still involved with them. They're still right. using them. Whereas someone like the Urubanji, they're completely different. Yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, what couple things coming up here? There is a United Kingdom Team Championship, and so Barry Wordle has asked that we announce that he is hosting an L5R team tournament as part of the UK team championships. The UKTC takes place in October in the UK, as you might imagine. He's contracted with an artist to make some alt art clan champion cards for this, and we've included Hida Kasada. Barry's allowed us to spoil the Hida Kasada image, and you can see that on our site. I'll link to it in our show notes. I'll also link to the UK team champs, Dot com site in our show notes for those of you who are in the area i'd urge you to go and I'm, I'm assuming you can contact him through the website there we are also going to have a local tournament here at total escape games may 26th and the reason i mentioned that is because we will be streaming it on our twitch channel so we have a twitch channel and the ability to stream and we streamed the disciples of void tournament now one of the things that twitch does is when you record and stream well when you when you stream with them hypothetically that stream will also be recorded and posted later automatically through Twitch. That's a button I have to toggle <laughs> and I haven't found it yet. So I need to toggle that, but I can record it locally to my own machine and that's what I did. And so I posted some of those to our YouTube channel. For the previous one. And, yeah, yeah, for the previous Disciples of the Void event. So you can expect that to see that. So if you're not doing anything on Saturday afternoon... May 26th, and for some reason you want to watch people in Colorado play L5R, by all means, <laughs> tune in to Twitch and see what we're up to. There you go. Uh, side note, I am given to understand that the Twitch um, control panel is a little uh, Byzantine. Yeah. I've I, seen. Yeah, I, I, I have to find the, the button, and I'm not sure if it's in the OBS or if it's in the Twitch or where or what. <laughs> If no, someone knows, please tell please us, by tell the way. We'd yeah, like to be, be awesome. corrected on those just, things, too. <laughs> just post in the Facebook comments or the Reddit comments or wherever I post this. Hell. If you know what to do, let me know. <laughs> please. Because I've looked, and I didn't find it. And, and Help. I, yeah. <laughs> if you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com via Twitter at Art of Warcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, Honor is the deadliest weapon. weapon.